Chimai, and welcome, folks, to the first episode of the Eskimo and Cajun Show. I am your host, the Eskimo Libertarian, and my co-host, the Cajun Dominatrix Diet Libertarian. <laughs> What's going on, y'all? Glad to be here with Muddied Waters Media and my dear good friend, Eskimo Libertarian. How are you today? I am doing excellent, actually. We just got a whole bunch of fresh fish last night, so I am stoked. So Yeah, yeah it's been a tough run for the salmon this year, huh? Yeah, it's been really tough, but we were able to hit it just right last night, and a whole bunch came in, caught our limits. We're a happy, uh, happy little home over here. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So, uh, I think we may have a surprise for everybody watching uh, here in a little while in regards to nice, fresh salmon. And speaking <laughs> of making people happy, check out Cumberland Cannabis. To be honest with you, I tried to Google some information on them and wasn't sure I was at the right place, so I know nothing about them. But I do know that they pay Muddied Waters Media for us to shout their name out live on air. So there it is, Cumberland Cannabis Company, big supporter of whatever it is they do. Thank you. Yeah, I'm a fan. I'm also a fan of <laughs> Joe Soloski for Pennsylvania governor. He is the key to Pennsylvania's success. That's right. Thanks, Joe. I know you. I found out that you do the uh, the the pre-air radio uh, narration for Muddied Waters. For did I guess I forgot to tell you that? Yeah. So he's the oh. opening. Yeah, he's the opening voice when you hear when you listen into Matt and Spike. So. No was, way. I didn't know that. Well, I'm still new to all this. This is our first time. Go easy on yeah. us, folks. You know, <laughs> yeah, <hey>, give <laughs> us a little break. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so most people know us from the Libertarian Party Seafood Caucus. And so I'm sure a lot of people expect us to talk about seafood. I promise that is not the only thing we're going to be talking about. We're not going to just sit here and just talk about seafood. You know, that would be ridiculous. Right. So let's go ahead and roll into the first segment. King salmon. Yes. I'm just kidding. This is, <laughs> this is actually a red salmon. Fresh, never frozen, that caught from last night. <laughs> but no, for real, my uh, first segment is actually going to be talking about king salmon fishing. So up here in Alaska, um, the king salmon fishing is actually closed in the lower Yukon River. For those that don't know, the Yukon River is actually one of the largest rivers in North America. And uh, it's actually seen as a major artery of subsistence fishing here in Alaska. So it's not the biggest river in North America, but it's like, it's massive. It's one of the biggest. So um, a significant portion of the population along the Yukon River is actually uh, the indigenous population of various villages along the way. And king salmon makes up for a significant portion of their subsistence diet. So um, this is like a big deal. It's like, hey, you can't go to Walmart now. <laughs> you know, this is essentially their grocery store. And so um, I know in future episodes when we say that I'm going to the grocery store, I'm going to be referring to outside and catching fish, catching bears, right. caribou, moose, whatever. So I'll be referring yeah. to it as our grocery store. So anyways, the salmon one run was actually shut down because uh, they're having unusually small number of salmon coming through uh, for their uh, escapement goals. And escapement goals is pretty much the minimum amount of salmon needed to reach the spawning grounds for a sustainable population. 
And so most people will be like, oh, well, that makes sense. You shut down fishing and, you know, you help the king salmon fishing uh, numbers. So that way, like in later years, we can keep it going. Well, that's not necessarily the case. That's only part of the story. So meanwhile, trawl fishing is unaffected. So um, a lot of people are like, oh, what is trawl fishing? It's a form of subsist or, uh, commercial fishing. And pretty much it's this boat and it drags along this net along the uh, ocean floor. And this net is massive. So when I say massive, this net can swallow a 737. Huge, massive. And everything in the net dies. So either from suffocation or from being crushed by the sheer weight of all the other fish in the net, uh, everything dies in the net. So according to um, what was reported to NOAA Fisheries, almost 20,000 king salmon as of May 29th have been killed this year by trawl fishing. So that's to account for like the big uh, amount of missing king salmon. So per regulations, when there's bycatch on these trawl fishing fleets, this bycatch has to be thrown back into the ocean. And then that number has to be reported. However, on only 10% of the ships, there is an official counter for this. So on the other 90% of the ships, it's actually the captain that is reporting this. And so there's a lot of big room there for uh, error on that number. So 20,000 king salmon is like a very low estimate, like a, at least 20,000 king salmon have been killed, thrown back into the ocean. And this stuff is marketable, guys. But according to government regulations, it has to be thrown back because they are not out there fishing for that fish. And then also, they only have to record what makes it onto the deck of the ship. So if they are pulling up a net and it looks like a majority of the bycatch or a majority of what's in the net is bycatch, they can cut that net off and not have to report it. Government regulations, folks. So. I bring up these two stories because I want to make a point about libertarianism and environmentalism. A lot of people think about environmentalism and they think we need more government, more government regulations. The government needs to be involved solving this. However, this has left room for a lot of lobbying and it's created pretty much like a petri dish of government corruption. So when you have all this lobbying, the government has no problem in squashing the underprivileged the drop in the bucket of environmentalism. So in this case, this is the indigenous population along the Yukon River that use king salmon as a form of subsistence in this situation. So they squash on the underprivileged, on the underprivileged under the visage of protecting the environment. So that's why, at least in my case, as a political activist, I have taken on the libertarian stance for environmentalism and really shown how libertarianism pertains to environmentalism. Additionally, with this more government, the government solving the problem and stuff is actually taking away that personal responsibility. People are no longer doing their research on where they're putting their dollar. And um, it's created this like it's out of sight, out of mind type of thing. And of course, like with commercial fishing, not Everyone sees this every day. It's not in your face, but you know, that's why I'm here telling you guys about it. You know, and that information is there. That information is accessible all over the internet. In fact, there's this uh, Facebook group I'm a part of, and it's Stop Alaskan Trawler Bycatch Group. And there's people on the front lines that are posting pictures and videos of what they see. And um, they also have information from NOAA, uh, like the recorded bycatch that 
you know, in the pounds or by individual. So like for king salmon, it's uh, individual salmon. And then for like halibut, it's pounds. And I think we're up to 65,000 pounds of halibut has been bycatched this year alone. 65,000 pounds this year alone. Or no, it's per week. Yeah. So we're averaging 65,000 per week. Crazy. So that's why I want, that was the first you know, thing I wanted to put out there. I mean, it pertains to seafood, which everyone knows about, you know, that we're known for. And then it's also an Alaskan story. So I think it was a great segment to bring out there first. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, this is kind of what we wanted to dig into uh, with this show and with your show and actually bringing to light all of the uh, problems with the government overreach in your local community, which, you know, is real bad everywhere, but you've got such a great grip on uh alaska right there and now i feel like i'm in interview mode again i'm sorry i said <laughs> no worries no you can ask me questions yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's okay yeah. i'll interview for you for your segment or whatever but yeah i just wanted to bring that to light in fact i can put the link for the stop alaskan trawler bycatch group in the comment section and yes. you guys can join and you can see it firsthand in fact just a couple of weeks ago, I saw this picture and they were emptying out the net and there were at least two orcas coming out of the net. That is bycatch. Those orcas died in the net and they have to be thrown overboard. And the only thing they have to do is record it. There isn't, you know, some sort of fine or jail time or anything like that. There's nothing that's actually like protecting them. All they have to do is report it. Meanwhile, like whale watchers, you know, whale watching ships in Alaska, they get this heavy fine if they get too close to the whales to protect them. So the environmentalism with government is just backwards, you know, with a lot of its stuff. Yeah. And I think you went over this before in one of your shows, but uh, I, I find it really, really fascinating. If you would uh, let us know about that giant floating pile of garbage that keeps washing up in Alaska. Yeah, so uh, there's actually this huge, it's called the Great Pacific um, Trash Patch. A lot of people call it that. And when I say huge, this is twice the size of Texas. Massive, and it's all garbage. And like of the plastic that's in it, 46% of it is fishing nets. So this is kind of like that evidence there showing that it is a common enough practice for these trawl fishermen to be cutting their nets when 46% of the plastic in this two times the sex or Texas. <laughs> <laughs> that happened on the first one. Perfect. Two times the size of Texas patch. I shouldn't be laughing. This is a very serious matter, guys. <laughs> but two times the size of Texas is floating around. So like almost one size Texas of trash is fishing nets. That's, that's insane. I've, I've heard you talk about it and I know you said it, but every time I hear you say twice the size of Texas, it always makes me laugh. I meant Texas, it, which always blows my mind. So <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. This is really serious. Really? I am serious about this. Yes. I just laugh and giggle way too much. I mean, that's no, why my little, fine. Avatar guy is smiling. That's my yeah. little guy. <laughs> like the best avatar in the libertarian community, hands down. <laughs> and so I, I got to address something real quick because uh, I had to pop over here. Uh, I don't know why, but I, we can't see the comments, y'all. So I will get that worked out. Here's to um, the Muddy Waters tech curse. Thank you for not allowing us to see 
and share your comments. So we will uh, we'll have to figure that part out. Sorry. I think they were having trouble with the last show that they had. Uh, I know Matt and Spike were having a show this last Saturday while they were at the Florida convention, and they couldn't see any comments or anything. They're like, is anyone even watching? So... Yeah, I can't see you. I can't see people watching. I can't see comments. I can't see any of that. So not a big deal. We'll get into the comments afterwards. It is what it is. We'll figure it out. I'll get with Matt and Spike and we'll see what we can't do. Uh, somebody else we need to get to is uh, Jack Casey, royalgreen.com. <laughs> Buy his books. Look, mine are going to be on the way here very soon. I got a very specific reason as to why I bought them. There are more efficient ways to do what it is that I'm about to say, but I feel it fitting. I will get his books and they will be put on in front of the toilet on the floor so that my toddler can reach the toilet when he takes a leak. But you can buy them because they're great books as well. And if you were wondering, this is the man, Mr. Jack Casey himself, as he the emerges. Myth, the legend. <laughs> the, myth, the, myth, the myth, the mermaid, the legend emerging from the waters of deep libertarian science fiction for all of our viewing pleasure i had to see it y'all got to see it you're welcome go buy jack, jack casey's books <laughs> jack casey's so great i love talking with him on clubhouse he's so funny oh, but, yeah, uh, he's, he's great though i mean like really really great man it's so much fun to be able to just pick poke at him and like i told everybody else the, the first time i did a sponsor for him on my show he actually wrote that joke and so, yeah, he is, he's full on board with it, fully on board with it. And so, um, yeah, yeah, Jack Casey's book, uh, Joe Soloski, Cumberland Cannabis. And I guess we'll roll on to the next segment, which is, again, sponsored by Jack Casey, royalgreen.com. Green is in the next segment, so that is fitting. Unlike those Capri pants he's wearing there. That's what it looks oh my like. God. It does not fit at all. <laughs> so let me boom that and then we'll kick you out since you did such a lovely job of pulling me in as your co-host. Thank you. Um, so You're what welcome. I wanted to talk to you, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, uh, we're going to have a lot of fun as we get, if we get used to this thing for sure. Oh, I wish I could see the comments. I yeah. Know, right? I love the comments. I don't know. What to do. See, the thing is, people aren't watching and there's no comments. We're just, you know, it's shooting the familiar. shit with each other. It's just yeah. us. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. For sure. Well, in that case, paypal.com for Cajun Libertarian. CajunLibertarian.com. Buy some stuff. PayPal for Eskimo. Eskimo Libertarian. Since it's just us two. And I already have Perfect. my Eskimo gear. So now you have to buy my Cajun gear. I'll do that. <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, on to the segment, right? In Clubhouse the other night when we had this fundraiser for um, Muddy Waters Media uh, coming to Tunica, which uh, Eskimo right there is going to be down there, her husband. Um, yeah, that's going to be so much fun. Matt Wright and Sarah, uh, Tasha and, and her dude will be there. And so, uh, but one thing that Spike brought up, which was he beat me to the punch and I thanked him tremendously for that, um, was... What's going on here in Mississippi with medical cannabis? Uh, we actually voted for medical cannabis, uh, medicinal cannabis, in the November 2020 election. 
It was called Initiative 65. They gave us two different options, Initiative 65 and Initiative 65A. We all chose 65 because 65A was essentially just the legislature uh, dictating what kind of medicinal marijuana that you would receive. And so it was an overwhelming vote, hands down passed, real easy. Uh, everybody's excited. All the people that most uh, would think, like, there's no way that that person or that couple voted for uh, medicinal marijuana. Medicinal cannabis. There's no way those pastors got together and said, hey, we need to make this happen. But yes, it did. Yes, they did. And we have voted on it overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly. Now, the problem with that is, is it just got brought to the Supreme Court by the lovely and terrible mayor of Madison, Mississippi, whose name I do not know because she is that irrelevant. But right now we will be very upset with her. So I'll go learn her name. Uh, as she brought that to the Supreme Court and then the Supreme Court did, in fact, say that the amendment was unconstitutional. Here's the reason why the amendment was unconstitutional. So, yes, she was right. But why were they right? OK, so the reason for that being is when you have um, a citizens led initiative like we did with 65. It has to be put forth a very certain way. So the number of signatures was contingent upon the number of congressional seats. Now, back in 92, I think uh, we had five and then it changed to four and it messed up the math. So you needed a certain amount of signatures to coexist with the congressional seats or whatever term we want to use that there. And so now that messed up the math because we had we had the five. Now we have the four and. Um, that made it unconstitutional. And here's what's really, really wrong with that is that now we actually have no constitutional avenue for a citizens led initiative. So when 65 was shut down, shot down, we had already started working on 77. 77 is already dead because we actually have no way, no constitutional way because of the way the state constitution is worded to have a citizens led initiative which is very bad because now our voice means nothing in these things, which we, it just proves it. We just passed it. We voted on it overwhelmingly. And uh, some old boomer in Madison decided because they don't like weed, they're going to take it all the way to the, to the uh, Supreme Court and get it shot down. Now, here's why that's a valid statement. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's see. The Supreme Court couldn't tell the legislature this until it was brought up in a hearing. So I wrote that note in regards to uh, the fact that we can't actually have an initiative, uh, citizens led initiative. The Supreme State Supreme Court couldn't tell the legislature because it needed to be brought in front of a judge. That's never been done, even though it's been this way since either 92 or 2002. Right. A lot gets brought up. But they don't ever bring this up with the citizens initiative led uh, process. They decided that they wanted to bring it up on this one because it's cannabis. So once again, we have people skirting the law, doing what they want. And because of a couple of uh, authoritative, ignorant clowns in high positions, they decided, oh, well, we won't let that pass because it's unconstitutional when they've not cared before. They only care this time because it's medicinal cannabis. And not only that, they're trying to adopt the Alabama law or not the Alabama law. I guess it would be a law. They want the Alabama process, which uh, is just pills only. So no edibles, no smokable THC. It's just pills. And again, 
You've got ignorant authoritarian clowns in high positions that don't know anything about science. They're not listening to any of the science. They're damn sure not listening to any of the medicine. Obviously, we've seen that on a large scale for the last uh, two going on two years, I guess, year and a half, something like that crazy. Um, and so uh, your health is your decision, right? This shouldn't be a conversation in the first place, but it is. And now we have to have it. And now we have nothing. We have to start back from scratch at zero bottom level, because now we have to wait for the next special election or we can cast a special election in order to put another, to fix the initiative part, citizens led initiative part. We can't do anything until that's done. And we can't do that until we have a vote. Now with the people, the people, not the people of Mississippi, but the, the, uh, the politicians, sorry, excuse me. The politicians <laughs> don't want the lizard people, <laughs> yeah, right? I was. I'm trying to be careful because I'm a little. I'm, I'm like sweating right now. I'm, I'm just. I'm mad about this. I'm not going to be. Oh, you should be. Time soon. Yeah, it's incredible. And uh, so the politicians are complaining that if we held a special election to fix this process, it would cost too much money. It would. It would Hello. cost too much money. I love how when you're just as mad as I am, you start smiling too. Like yeah. we are so mad, folks. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I really am sweating right now because oh my God, this pisses me off. Like, how much money do we spend on nonsense and useless crap when in fact we could spend the money that should go to the back to us, really? Should have never left us in the first place. But since we're doing this now, why can't we use that money for something that's good for, for health? for mental health, for physical health. I mean, this is utterly ridiculous. What century is this? Uh, the story is I... actually crazy to me too, because like Alaska is like completely equal with cannabis, like all around, like medicinal, recreational, you have, you, you name it, you know, like there's dispensaries at every corner, you know? So like to hear that there's other states that are still struggling with this, it's like, hey, we're doing this and this is just fine. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, not to, no, I'll thank you for pointing that out because I was starting to rant and I forgot about it and I wanted you to bring it up. <laughs> it's incredible. Like we live in two different countries sometimes. And then yeah. I, I had Brian Nichols on the show and it was like that with him and the lockdowns and the masks. And it wasn't like that here. But now that we get into this, uh, this little caveat of politics where we're talking about cannabis, yours is almost completely perfect and ours is quite literally you're still getting arrested for an ounce of freaking weed i mean it's oh my god for sure and like mm. it's also crazy so like um i don't know i've started using like cbd oil and it's eliminated like all of my pain meds so now i'm taking a much more natural approach with my body i'm not destroying my liver i'm not destroying my kidneys and all I have is just a little bit of CBD oil and it's, it's been life changing and it's like even more effective than the pain meds that I have. You know, I don't feel like garbage, you know, it's just like, Oh, a couple drops, you know, maybe have some tea with it and we're good to go. Yeah. So. I mean, it's incredible. I, I, the, the people that I'm listening to and talking to that live in States like yours where they can get like a prescription uh, for specific, uh, needs, like, you know, you got insomnia, they can give you a specific strain or combination of uh, cannabis and, and just the right amount of dosage. So you're not stoned out of your mind, but you get the sleep you need. They can do it for hunger. They can do it for um, a lack of just about anything you can imagine. These doctors are way, epilepsy way. for children. 
epilepsy for children's a big one. I mean, we've watched videos on the internet and online and from uh, clinics and things that would kill a seizure just like that. I mean, but we're still, this is absurd. I will keep circling back to how ridiculous it is. So instead of doing that, I'll let y'all know that on July 9th for the Tunica event, before that night, we are having a protest and a rally in Hernando, Mississippi, with the group called We Are 74. We are the 74. And we'll be protesting all of this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Adam Kokesh will be there. Hopefully Spike will be there as well. I will say this too, because um, my state chair is big about this. She actually gives me most of this information. And I have to try to translate it from an attorney mindset to a normal human being. And um, But the uh, 65 wasn't great anyway. So, yes, it's okay that it got shot down. That's not the point. The point is that this is what they attacked us over. And um, the 77 was much better, but 65 wasn't a great, great amendment, but it was a good start. It was a good start. It was a step in the right direction. And so now we've got to start all over from scratch, like bare minimum, nowhere to go. It's unbelievable. Your state chair is Vicki Rose, right? Yes, ma'am. Yep. Yeah. For those that don't know, you know, Vicky Rose, great oh, individual. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Vicky Rose, I've had her on uh, back in April. So if y'all want to go watch that interview, you can go back on YouTube and watch that. Great episode, by the way. I loved that one. So, yeah, very passionate. She does a lot. She's setting up the whole event in Tunica. Um, I guess we'll talk about Tunica real quick. Break, breaking back. Nope. Nope. No, well, no, before no, we no. talk about Tunica, yes. let's talk about another individual Jonathan Reels. So as we all know, ballot access laws are absolutely criminal, but Jonathan Reels is doing his best to become a real candidate, and he needs to raise $5,000. So you can donate to Jonathan Reels at www.jonathan.cash. That is www.jonathan.cash. And he needs to raise $5,000. And it looks like he's at 486 right now. So he is running for Congress in Alabama. Yep, Alabama. District. Yeah, second district, Alabama. See, I'm not used to having multiple representatives for the state. We only have one. Hmm. So. Oh, that's right. <laughs> he's been there for like 89 years. Yeah, for forever yeah. or 120, right? You know, he's been there yeah. as long as Joe Biden has, right? I was about to say, he might be outlasting Joe Biden in his uh, term limit. <laughs> but like for actually, like, yeah, he just had his 88th birthday. He's 88 years old. He represents Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's great though i i'm proud of him that he can say a sentence better than joe biden so that doesn't seem like a hard mountain to climb well you yeah, know even with today's politics we take what we can get yeah we will take <laughs> i take jabs at joe biden all day this clown show up in dc right now I guess it all oh <laughs> we'll single-handedly demonetize muddy waters that way. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, sorry, Matt. Yeah. Sorry, Spike. My bad. Yeah. Sorry, Hopefully, not sorry. Uh, I'm sure our Fed boys are watching, and so it's all good. We'll have we'll have fun anyway. They they probably do way worse than us. That's why they keep getting shadow banned. That's and all we have. Go ahead. I was gonna say, just in case uh, they're watching, like this is not a king salmon. This is a red salmon. I promise. Hold on, hold on. Say, say, I'm a red salmon. I'm a red salmon. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fish lips now. 
<laughs> Legitimate fish lips. I've Maybe. kissed fish before. I've kissed fish before, so no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> all right. Uh, not at all. Ooh, I don't like that screen right there. I'm gonna change that. All right. It's cool, but busy. All right. Now you're back in. You're back in front now again. That's so, okay. But we can talk about tunica. Yeah, let's talk about tunica. July 9th through 11th. It's in Tunica, Mississippi, which is very close to Tennessee. A lot of people are going to be there, uh, including myself, who's emceeing the event. Uh, Eskimo, who will be our non-seasoned food eating anything, basically just some butter and bland fish. Uh, she'll be there as well to entertain. <laughs> bland. Stop calling it bland. <laughs> she doesn't like salt. I don't know why. I like salt. She's I salty like over things salt. things that are too spicy. Ah, oh, that's right. Mayonnaise is the spiciest thing you eat. I forget Sometimes. about that. Sometimes. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, you told me that, so I figured out. All right. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, July 9th through 11th. Spike will be there. Tash will be there. Matt Wright, Sarah, and his, uh, I was going to say Sarah, and his girlfriend. Matt and his girlfriend, Sarah. Um, <laughs> super fan, Sarah. Super fan, Sarah. Uh, Eskimo and her husband will be there. Me and my wife will be there. Adam Kokesh, I believe he'll be there. I know he will be speaking at the rally the day before. Uh, lots of good speakers, a bunch of fun, uh, raising a bunch of money for a great cause. Um, to help out the state party, we are very small and we just don't have the people. And so <clears throat> we're resourcing, we're doing well, we're growing, and that's awesome. But uh, we need all the help we can get. And then, of course, we are donating to Mercy House Teen Challenge. 14-month residential faith-based rehab that most people do not have to pay a cent to get into. And um, it takes a lot of money to keep the lights on. You got 45 to 50 grown men that are coming off of drugs and alcohol eat like horses. So we're going to gather as much canned goods, rice and beans and toiletries and everything that it comes with housing 45 to 50 uh, grown men coming off of drugs and alcohol and help those boys out and women and children because most of them, or say a lot of them married, got kids. Uh, all, lots of the staff have married and kids. So we're not just talking about 45 men. We're talking about 45 families. And so uh, please, please, please help us. You can go to something and donate somewhere. There is a PayPal. <laughs> Eskimo is like, oh, my God, did he just do that? I'm just joking. We have, it's okay. You, I kissed a fish on live, yeah, you kissed, live stream, so I have here. no room to talk. Muddied waters. <laughs> Now we got hashtag uh, sexist. Hashtag sexist. <laughs> hashtag muddy lips now. Yeah. <laughs> muddy lips Eskimo. Might have to uh, read Angie. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's awful. <laughs> right? No. Terrible. Um, I mean, that's basically it. We've been blasting the uh, tunica event because we want everybody to be there. We need everybody to be there and we need every penny that you can donate. So um let me check the notes is something that I, I don't do because uh, I am me, and Eskimo is organized. I'm probably and the I'm most not. professional member of Muddied Waters, which is kind of scary. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> I, I gave you that label. Yeah, you are the most. I mean, when you said that, I was like, "Oh no! Oh gosh! <laughs> nope. That's terrible!" Really. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you are. You will now be our organizational glue, our professional glue. Another thing that's a muddy waters trend is all of our significant others are disproportionately more attractive than us. So, yeah, yeah, it's kind of funny. <laughs> I mean, all of our spouses look way better than we do. That's great. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for I sure. don't know. I think that's so. That is, is kind of weird that the entire money. Well, I think it's a libertarian thing for some reason. I don't know. Oh yeah. I can't figure it out. It's gotta be a thing. <laughs> I guess the only thing left I would say is, uh, well, as far as what we're talking about in Tunica, purchase brunch tickets. Right. Uh, there's probably not a lot of advertisement for all this stuff. This is my fault. Um, we have brunch tickets, so please get your brunch tickets. Also, please book your hotel prior to July the 21st. After that, it goes from 179 a night to 300 June 21st, you mean. That one, too. June Next 21st, because yeah, the event's you, July 9th, 9th or 11th. So if you try to book your hotel yeah. at the 21st of July, you might be hanging out by yourself, which that may be something you want. So hey, now we're I guess we're advertising for the Horseshoe Hotel and Casino where you can get your room by yourself with no muddy water screw there, no spike cohen, uh, and just have fun out at the pool. It's like three hundred plus bucks, and you can go to the casino. There you go, hotel, Yikes. casino, Tunica, <laughs> Horseshoe. You're welcome. And Perfect. you have something coming up this week as well. Yeah, so actually in a couple hours, I am going to be going to um, this albinism awareness walk. Um, there's actually quite a few individuals in our community with albinism, and it's being put on by the Valley Imaging Center, which a lot of people don't know, um, albinism can lead to blindness. And so I'll be going to that event to learn more about albinism and helping raise money there. So that will be exciting. Uh, that starts like 3 p.m., my time, so uh, I'm in Alaska time, but if you're in Alaska and in the Matsu Valley or near the Matsu Valley, go check out the Albinism Awareness Walk. It starts at Refuge CrossFit, and uh, yeah, it'll be fun. I'll be there helping raise money for this, so it should be exciting. And then there's going to be a whole bunch more. I try to do at least like one voluntary like fundraiser, some sort of like along those lines event a weekend. And uh, I used to be averaging like 20 hours a week of volunteerism, but like, I was just like, I can't keep up with this. So I've brought it down to 10 for now and then hope to ramp back up to 20 once uh, we get all settled here. So Jack should Casey's be exciting. Texting me. <laughs> Hi, Jack. <laughs> because uh -oh. we can't see comments. Oh yeah. I saw Matt comment Sarah's name in the comment section when I was, over here on Facebook, which I do have pulled up, and it's gone. Oh, well, it's not we'll just gone. have to go back through and answer questions. We'll probably be going back through and watching this anyways, and we'll try and answer oh, yeah. questions later on, you know, if people have questions. And uh, hopefully by next episode, we'll have those live comments and be able to answer questions on the fly like that. So, yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll find the comment section somewhere. But yes, thank you, Jack. <laughs> you are awesome. And uh, don't you have a link that we can donate to the event that you're talking about? Or, or am I messing some information up there? This is probably the most likely scenario. <laughs> uh, I should have gotten that link. Ah, oh. you messed it up. Yes. Ah. <laughs> okay. Hey, that's, man. Oh, my hey, gosh. Man. Okay. I, I will be putting that link actually in the comment section after the video is done and uh, where you can donate and help with that effort. Um, there's actually a lot of children in the area with albinism. And so I am very passionate about like saving children and helping them out. That's kind of like that motherly side of myself, you know, that mama bear sort of ambiance or whatever. So, but yeah, not too bad for our first show. 
No, not at all. No, as long as we are having fun, everybody's having fun. I'm over here checking the comments now from what I can see. Guy on right now. I can't keep this straight. Oh, they're trying <laughs> well, we've to... been switching around during the show, but like. I'm a... I... Thank you, Jimmy. I am going to mess y'all up with that now. No, no worries. Doubt. Well, if people want to talk with us too, we'll be on Clubhouse and we'll have a Clubhouse after party. So if you guys want to celebrate with us, I'm going to pop a cold one and uh, pop this salmon into the oven and uh, we can party on Clubhouse. Yeah, yeah, that's going to happen. We still got 50 minutes for that. What? Seeing this out, yeah, that, I said it at 3.30 because I was hoping to go a little bit longer. I'm having fun. so, And I had to sit through like Matt and Spike's two-hour situation tuesday so they can deal with us for 45 minutes shorten your episodes yo oh my god <laughs> or we just need to add more content we kind of talked a little fast but probably because it's our first time yeah it's first time it goes like that it's all right we we can uh you know clubhouse is really good for that stuff because when, when we do ours you know we keep ours at like 30 45 minutes you just can't fit that much information in there so you jump on club a lot of people ask me why you do the clubhouse thing afterwards that's why well, and because I have a lot of fun talking to y'all because I like running my mouth and that's why I do 57 epic shows a week. And <laughs> that's why I fought so hard against Spike Cohen and Matt Wright on doing this because I, I you know, didn't want to have to drag them out of the shadow ban via my talent and Eskimo superiority and professionalism. But here we are. We will help you out, Spike and Matt, to get you out of the gutters of this shadow ban. Seriously, though, that is a real thing. Um, so there's ways to break that. Um, Eskimo has been through it. I was going through it for the last week and a half and I broke it, but it takes a collective effort. So when y'all see the content from Muddy's Waters Media, Spike and Matt on Tuesday, Spike on Wednesday, Matt on Thursday, please watch that stuff and share that stuff because it will break that code eventually. And um, their voices matter a little. For sure. Yeah. So yeah, like you said, Matt and Spike are on Tuesday with their uh, Muddy Waters of America episode. And on Wednesday is My Fellow Americans with Spike Cohen. And Thursday is Matt Wright with the Writer's Block. Yeah. And I don't know who their uh, who their guests are going to be this week. I probably should have looked that up. Yeah. So we say that I'm the most like professional and organized member, but like, it's not saying much. <laughs> I, I didn't even look up the ad information that i was supposed to for the uh sponsor i was supposed to do speaking of cumberland cannabis company i don't know what you do i like your name and you pay us to talk about you so there you are thank you sorry i will do better with it uh i want to say I, I thought i heard thomas queter talking about he's a part of that organization um i will, I will we will we will get this under wraps as nalik almost knocks her headphones off of her face there's mosquitoes and it's no you do have mosquitoes. <laughs> Sorry. I was, I did just, I've, I've been saying your name right for like two weeks. I don't want to hear it. Maybe like four days, but no. Yeah. No, I, I was trying to not even call you that here. Just call you Eskimo. Yeah. You can call me that, which yeah. by the way, if people like are for those that um, are just now meeting me and all that, um, I've been hit a lot of times with is Eskimo offensive. And I'm like, no, it's it's not offensive. Um, is it racist? Yeah, 
Yeah, it's it's not racist. Um, maybe if you're going to Canada, they might tell you that. But here in Alaska, it's not a racist term. In fact, there are three different types of Eskimos. There's the Yupik, which is what I am, uh, Inupiaq, and Inuit. And Inuit is more of the Canadian version. So when people are like, aren't you Inuit? I'm like, I'm actually not Inuit. Um, I'm, I'm Yupik. So yeah, just kind of putting that out there. And people are like, oh, doesn't it mean like raw meat eater? And that's not the case. It means someone who laces up their uh, snowshoes is what it means. <laughs> well, so. from the other end of the spectrum, uh, my people call ourselves coonass. We are coonasses. That is the other thing for Cajun, which right there. <laughs> backwards, Cajun. Coonass, which I am highly certain in 2021 is very racist and offensive. I don't know. People don't care about us down in the swamp because we're a different breed, but same as Alaska, but I thought it was hilarious. At first, I was kind of pissed off, to be honest with you. I'm like, oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. And then now it's just like, ugh. Anyway, yeah, this is the world we live in now. The word racism and racist has lost its power because everything and everyone is racist. And it's not. For sure. So There are certain things, and I can bring those up in other segments, that legitimately are racist. But like right. when you're using it too much, it dilutes the name of it. And it's really frustrating as someone who is fighting racism, you know, so... An Eskimo is not racist. She is an Eskimo. <laughs> yeah, or you can call me Yupik, Indigenous. I don't mind any of those terms, but don't report me for saying that I'm being racist or self-hating. So, Yeah, I did several of the promos uh, in the groups when, when I was going to interview you, or when I did. And um, there's this one chick, she just kept popping in there, said, you know, Eskimo's racist. It's, it's not. So watch the show. She'll teach you. She'll <laughs> teach you. Yeah. And so, so, all right. So you said you'll post the uh, link to the um, Alaskan event that you're doing tonight in the comment yes. section. Yep. I will post that event and how you can help, uh, you know, sponsor that event or help them out in any way. I also want to post that Stop Trawler Bycatch group. And um, that group constantly has updates in terms of like, photos and videos on the front lines of what's going on, as well as like they do updates weekly on the amount of bycatch that is caught in the previous week, whether it's halibut, kings, what have you, or even like I said, when they had those pictures of at least two orcas that were bycatch that died. Crazy stuff. It's very, it's definitely like turns my stomach and it's just like, oh my gosh, like it really puts it into perspective. Yeah, it's, people would be a lot more on board if they could see pictures of dead orcas just being tossed off of boats and not having any repercussion for it. Yeah, for sure. Insane. Yes. So, looking through the comments uh, is mainly just how incredible the opening show was. And I was wanting to make a joke there, but no, we'll do it justice. Lots and lots of great first show. Keep it going. Love the conversation. Amazing show. Thank you. Love the support. Thank yeah. Makes me happy. Very much so. Same here. Eskimo, you got anything else? No. Um, yeah, everyone have a wonderful weekend. And uh, hopefully we, you guys are happy enough with this that we'll keep doing this on Sundays. Yes. Yes. We will keep doing it um, for sure. I, I think everybody's going to like it. Everybody's going to love it. Uh, we'll get better at this stuff as we go along. Neither one of us have ever done anything like this before. And so uh, just give us a few times to work out the kinks. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was awesome. 
absolutely magnificent information from Eskimo as always. And now I, I don't want to act like I'm, I'm I'm interviewing or hosting. Say something. Oh don't well, make, don't make it weird. <laughs> Keep I your stick on weird. the ice, folks. <laughs> Keep your stick on the ice. And then she went sexual again. This uh, the size of sexist with sticks on the ice. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> you just ruined my tagline. <laughs> Sorry. That's a good tagline though. It's not as good as same cage and time, same cage and channel though. I'm a bit biased. But I do like whatever. Yeah. That's because you're not you're, you're from down south. You don't know. You don't understand. Everyone up north understands. The north. I've never even walked on a slab of ice. Oh my god! Like that you ice skate on. No. You poor man. <laughs> no, that's a that's a blessing. I like my temps above seventy habitually. That's why I'm moving in with Matt Wright and Sarah. Oh yeah, hey Matt, we're, I'm moving my wife and three kids down. To St. Petersburg so that I can live in the plus 70 year round. Just saying. And you guys no. got, what's that store called that the governor got in trouble for? I don't know. Oh, that was very random, wasn't it? Oh, <laughs> man. Somebody's going to get me in the comments for that one. There's a store there where Governor DeSantis had worked out something where they could do the uh, vaccinations from. It's a Florida only grocery store. Oh. I'm missing the name of it. Anyway, yeah, we'll meet up. So, all right, well, I got nothing. No, you hang out first. You, you hang, hang up first. Up? All right. You hang you up me? first. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everyone. And I hope you guys tune in to make sure Tuesday with Matt and Spike and Wednesday with Spike and Thursday with Matt and next Sunday with us again. All right. Bye. Bye, y'all. <laughs>